Well, there's a lot to celebrate this year of nice serve. And usually we only get to wear these shirts a couple times a year. And I thought, man, I get a chance to wear it again. I'm going to wear it on Sunday. I love we to wear T-shirts around here on Sundays. You guys in base camp are so lucky you get to do that more often. Um, but we have so much, so much happened in this week. Normally our nice serve is a day and we've extended it out to a week. And so I want to celebrate just with some numbers so that you kind of get a picture of what you guys were a part of as a church here at Summit. Um, 1,020 people uh, participated in NYSERV across all of our campuses. Over 1,000 people. That's amazing. It's incredible. Um, 51 different project sites. And so 51 different places folks served. And some of those places we went to day after day. I know here starting Monday morning at 9 a.m., people were out at Florida United Methodist Children's Home uh, serving all throughout the week. And so all week long, some of these sites had multiple visits, which is something we've never been able to do before, to be able to go back and, and pour on the work and be able to help them at more opportune times than just on a Saturday morning in a couple of hours. Um, here at Lake Mary, uh, this was incredible, 235 people participated this week. Now, when we look at that, that means 72% of people that call Lake Mary home on a weekly basis serve. That's an unbelievable. Good job, guys. That's awesome. Um, so if you're here yesterday for Saturday, which is kind of our traditional thing, we have a big day of Saturday, we do the nicer, we get together, we go out and serve, we come back and have lunch. And if you were here yesterday, you may have noticed it felt like there were maybe a couple less people than normal, uh, which when we had totaled it all up, we actually had a lot of people who showed up and just came and served, and that was incredible. And though it was like maybe like five off of normal, we were 99 more people served during the week. And so it was incredible when we were looking at that, over almost 100 people from Monday to Friday got to serve. And so that's just a new thing that we hadn't been able to do. Um, and then it's not over yet. So though we started last week and kind of said we're doing a week of it, our students are still serving tonight. So they've got another service project coming up tonight. They're doing stuff. So our middle school and high schoolers are going out and serving this evening and continuing this on. Um, and I want to bring someone on stage. She doesn't know I'm doing this. Amy Koffoltz, if you can hear me in the lobby. Amy, to the, to the stage. Amy, um, she's going to love this. This is her favorite. Um, but uh, she has spent so much time and energy pouring into this. So there she is coming up very slowly. Um, but um, Amy uh, puts all this together. She does nice serve. And this year, she knocked it out of the park. Thank you, Amy, for all of this. Um, I'll even give you a microphone so you can share the stage. Amy, uh, what were some of your highlights of this nice serve week? Oh, gosh. Um... I don't know. Honestly, there are so many, but seeing so many of you show up and pour into the lives of the organizations around us, um, being able to strengthen those relationships and, and really um, show up for them when other people are able to give, but we're able to give a little more because of your willingness. So that's something that's like yeah. huge and so meaningful. Um, and I would just say Saturday um, is so fun for me. I don't sign on to any projects so that I can be here and troubleshoot if I need to. Um, but I love getting to see our families serve together. Um, and I love just getting to be around here and kind of like feel the buzz of everything that's going on and um, getting to just sit in it and watch it happen. Um, because it's, it's like when you mow the lawn, you know, <laughs> like the grass is long and it's dirty. And then as soon as it's done, it's like you have done something beautiful. Mm. And so, and I think I get to see God do that a little bit. Like I get to see God show up in our community and do something beautiful through you. So that's kind of, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You can come over later. My lawn's getting pretty long. <laughs> if that would be helpful at all. Mine in any has way. to be done first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, fair enough. Well, you, you have as much time as you need. Like right. you can go home. First and then come over, right. if that's better. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah that's Anything fair. else you want to say about NYSERV? 
Thank you guys so much. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun for me. This is a part of my job that I love, but it literally does not happen without you. It doesn't happen without our awesome staff like rallying behind me on the moments where it feels like it's too much. I appreciate each and every one of you and the ways that you're willing to show up and serve and to help. And so thank you so much for that. We're really lucky to call this place home with all of you. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Amy. Thanks, you were awesome. <laughs> She is um, the unsung hero of NYSERV, the number of hours that go into this kind of prepping all this and putting it together and back and forth. I don't know if you've ever uh, communicated or worked at a nonprofit. Um, it can sometimes be a bit challenging on both ends to get everything organized, and she just does that so well. Um, some other things that we're highlighting, 33rd, our 33rd campus, uh, both on the men's and the women's side, got to serve alongside of us. So that was one of those neat things. It's every year they get to do that. And some years uh, they do it in different ways, but it was cool this year we, we had a chance to kind of make a video and just encourage them on with some of the other uh, pastors and ministers across our campuses. Um, like I mentioned, we started Monday morning. So we were the first project, 9 a.m. Monday morning it started, and it's continuing on through tonight. And it's just a really beautiful picture. So I'm so proud of you guys. It's just a gr great thing to be part of. Um, funny story though, Tuesday morning, so there's a Tuesday morning women's group that meets here, an awesome connect group. They've got childcare and uh, the women get together and study together. And usually on Tuesday morning, I sneak in. So by the time I drop off uh, one of the kids, I'm here and like I'm here right as the coffee is perfectly fresh. And, and so I sneak maybe the first cup of coffee or three out of the uh, container while they're not looking. And um, so this Tuesday I pulled up and I saw all the cars out there. I'm like, yes, I'm going to go get some coffee. I hadn't had any yet. And I walk in, I hear children's voices but there's like no coffee and no people. It was very confusing. So I go back in childcare very quietly as to disturb them. And I probably freaked them out now that I think about it. You should probably not walk up in the childcare very quietly. That's probably not the best idea. Um, but so I went back to them like, where is everybody? And that group had gone out that morning. They had shown up extra early. They got in here like 8, 8.30, dropped off the kids. They had set childcare up and went out so they could serve that morning at the Methodist Children's Home. So it's such a beautiful thing. Uh, just the number of things that happened all during the week. Um, some of the kind of applicable projects that were really neat that happened. Um, one of the ones that got dreamed up here. So one of the things we did this year is we allowed you guys to dream a little bit and we've learned how to do that a little bit better and uh, we got to see some really neat things happen to that. But uh, one of our uh, families, the Foley family, uh, they pray for their community all the time. Both, they call it the Riverside community, which is the name of their neighbor, but it's also the name of the school they go to. And um, I cannot remember a week that they've been here that they haven't filled out a prayer request for us to be praying for their community. I love it. It's one of my favorite things on my Monday morning when we get together as a staff and we pray and we know that we're going to be lifting up uh, this community in prayer because they have such a huge heart for it. And so they thought, what if we did a barbecue? What does that look like? And so they went through all the process. They got hot dogs and they got the grill and they got all set up and they said a bunch of their neighbors came out. They met a lot of new people and they just got to serve and, and get to know their neighbors. And it's such a huge step of something that they've wanted to do. And so this kind of process enabled them to do that. Um, Another neat one um, down, this kind of tied a bunch of our campuses together. Um, there's a guy here, Coach, uh, Coach Q, he goes by, he coaches at Lake Nona High School. Um, his name's Rich. I've known him since he was in high school. He was in Young Life when I was a Young Life leader at Lake Mary High School back in the day. And so he and his wife and kids come here and he is a coach down at Lake Nona. And he asked um, Jeff Kern, one of our uh, pastors here that you guys may, may know. And uh, Kern's son plays football at Lake Nona. He said, hey, could you get some people to come down and help man uh, the booth for one of our football games? We're, we're a little bit low on volunteers. Our parents want to be able to go watch the game. So we've got someone who goes to Lake Mary. He 
who used to go to Herndon. Uh, and then he talks to Jeff Kern, who's out at Waterford and gets a connect group from Waterford to go serve. So it kind of tied all of these different campuses together. It's such a beautiful picture. And then this other one was so amazing. So there's been this huge project that's going on. If you got the newest Summit magazine and read the article in there, um, there's a young woman who had lost some children and she's put together this incredible organization to care for moms and nurses. And one of the things they wanted to do is be able to make just a little encouragement for every uh, nurse that works with mothers and babies. And so they thought, how many could there possibly be at Florida Hospital? So the answer is 550. Um, they thought there'd be like maybe 50 or 100. And they wanted to put together a mug and this whole thing for all of them. And so they said, well, because of the way we're doing this, let's try it. So they bought like a pallet of mugs from Ikea. So they had to get like the forklift thing. I barely can get the shopping cart there. And I don't know how they got someone to help them. So they got a pallet of them and they started saying, anybody that can come take mugs. So people from groups all across all of our campuses started going down there, grabbing mugs. When I was uh, down at the Herndon office, you'd see people just grab a mug when they had a moment and write on it. They didn't let me do that. That was weird. Um, I've got really nice handwriting. I don't know. Um, but um, over the weeks, they put together all these mugs and encouragement. And so 550 of these mugs got put together. Just unbelievable. And they're giving them to all the nurses just an encouragement to keep going the difference they make. So it's just amazing to see all this. So why have we done this? Why have we taken three weeks? Why of doing this whole series? We spent almost a month now talking about serving. Uh, we spent a week serving. And so why did we do all this? Why am I wearing a shirt? Why do we pour so much into this idea of service? It's because it's really important. It's really important to God and it's the way he moves in our community. It's something that God holds out as a promise. And we started back three weeks ago and we've been sitting in this passage in Isaiah. We've been looking in Isaiah 58. And we started three weeks ago. Jeff Kern was up here and he started with this idea um, that the people that God was talking to through Isaiah had missed the point. They'd been misusing their power. They were broken. They had broken relationships with each other, with their God, and they'd been misusing this power. So we started in Isaiah 58, one through five, and I'm gonna share that with you today. It's not in your bulletin, but you can just listen along. We're gonna cover the part in the, the bulletin as kind of our, our wrap up here. But I wanna take us back so we remember where we came from so we know the hope of where we're going. But if you have your Bible or your phone with you, you feel free to follow along. Isaiah 58, verses one through five. It says, shout it aloud, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the house of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for man to humble himself. Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? So the people had gotten caught up in these acts they were doing. They had uh, taken on the religiosity, the motions of what they'd done, but they'd lost the heart behind it. And, and God has seen that through the way they've treated one another. They have misused their power. They have treated their fellow neighbors and brothers and sisters poorly, and they have missed out on what God had hoped for them. They'd misused their power in so many different ways, and we see that in here. They had broken relationships uh, with God, uh, with each other, uh, with their power, with themselves, of how they viewed themselves, and I would imagine with their possessions as well. It's been interesting. Um, we're getting ready to, I'm leading a trip to Malawi this summer, and as part of all of our trips that go on these short-term mission trips, we do a study called Helping Without Hurting, and based on a book called When Helping Hurts, and they define poverty as this, having a broken relationship with our God, a broken relationship with each other, a broken relationship with our things, with our stuff and our possessions, 
and a broken relationship with ourself, the way we view ourselves. And in this first part of Isaiah, we see all of these different relationships that are broken. So they were really living in poverty in many different ways. They had these broken relationships. They were steeped in sin. They were broken and separated from God. And they were using God and calling it worship. So they were poorly reflecting the God that had loved them, that had set this up, and that they were expecting God to show up. And they couldn't figure out why he wasn't there. I think the reason that we've spent so much time in this passage on Isaiah 58, because though it was written thousands of years ago, though it was written to a particular place in a particular time, um, it's really applicable to us today. Because you and I are living in a world that has been affected by the fall. We are living in a post-perfect world. We are living in a world after Genesis when the garden had been there. We're living in a world where things are falling apart. We're living in a world where we have broken relationships with God, where that is just a piece of what happens in and around us. And this had been written to, to the people who had forgotten who God was and, and who they were in relationship to him. And that's where we find ourselves oftentimes. Now, some of us have been in relationship with God. You uh, are made right with him. You're following Jesus and, and you've spent some time in that. But all of us live in this part of our brokenness and, and we identify that in the world around us. It's the place that we're all in because in the beginning, if you'll recall, in the garden, everything was set right. Uh, they were given perfection, everything they wanted. They had perfect relationship with God. Uh, Adam and Eve had a perfect relationship with each other. They were in perfect relationship with their creation, with themselves. They had the right view of themselves uh, and, and everything was working until uh, the day they ate the fruit, they acknowledged this lack of need for God that they thought maybe they knew better and all of a sudden entropy entered the world. And since then, things have been working against the world. Things have been falling apart. The relationships, the, the ways that things are supposed to go have been broken and we see that. I mean, this is not a hard one, whether uh, you're a follower of Jesus or not. Maybe you're just here today uh, checking things out and if you are, I'm so glad and I think uh, this is the one area that you can agree on when you look around the world, things are, do not work the way that they should. And in an, even in our own lives, the way we treat each other, no matter how hard we try, falls very short of where we hope. Our relationships with each other, the way we uh, view our stuff, we just have broken relations with all of this. And that is a result of the sin that had entered the world, the fall, the brokenness that's in the midst of all that. So God then sent Isaiah to remind his people, to remind them of who they are and ultimately who he was. Um, there is a great power in remembering. When we remember, when we remember well, it takes us back to something and reminds us of who we are, of a promise we've made. And it doesn't just sit in the remembering. Good remembering drives us forward into the future. It, it takes us to a place where we're able to rejoin a memory of something that's going on that then takes us in the forward. Uh, the way where I think about that is your wedding vows. If you're married, uh, you got up with each other and in front of God and your family and you made vows to one another. And when you remember them well, that spurs you on to continue living those in your life. I think about it when I get together with my friends uh, from college, we had just some incredible years where we did ministry with one another, where we were reaching out to high school kids and working together. And when we get together, we rejoin those memories when we remember what God did in and through us. It drives us to continue on in our lives. It continues on to do ministry with one another. It continues to love one another. It continues to make us ask hard questions of each other about how we're doing good memory. It drives us forward in the midst of that. And so God comes to his people to remind them of who they were so they would remember who he was. Um, I would encourage you um, next week, if you're able to come to church, Chad Buell, um, who is our student ministry director here, is gonna be preaching next week and it's Memorial Day weekend. And he's gonna be talking about remembering and it's a great sermon and I'm really looking forward to hearing it. And, and so I would uh, encourage you if you're able to be here for that. But here in Isaiah 58, six through nine, he reminds them of who he is, of who God is. He says, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice, and untie the cords of the yoke, 
to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, he reminds them of who he is. He is the God who came to set free. He is the God who came so that they could live free and be able to reflect him. And, and there's something really incredible as we've been looking at this word remember as we kind of started this series. One of the things that really stuck out to us as we were looking in Isaiah is this idea of remembering. And that word is actually these two words put together, re and member. Remember, And there's something that happens when we remember that puts us back together, remembering to be drawn together, to be put back together again. And that's what Isaiah's hope was. When God came to his people through Isaiah to speak to him, his hope was that he would draw them back together again as a community, as his people set apart to reflect him, to be remembered together so that they could then reflect God in the right way and be able to be a light to the world that's around. And that's the promise that he just gives them. You will be a light in the darkness when you're remembered, when you're drawn back together. And it happened in a very particular way. And this is why we have sat in the season of Nicerve. Because here it is in Isaiah 58, 10 through 12, which is in your bulletins if you want to follow along. It says, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. And you will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. What a picture. I mean, when God comes and he sees their brokenness, he doesn't just leave a minute. He comes and he sends an Isaiah and says, remember who I am. Remember, I am the one who have called you to myself to live this out. And if you do this, if you pour yourself out on behalf of the ones who are poor, who are needy, who are the, where the world is broken, you will be like a well-watered garden. You will be overflowing with life and you will be called repairer and restorer. I hope that's who we're known as. That would be a beautiful thing to be known as in the world as a community to be called repairs, restores, to be filled with living water. Uh, if people were to look in and see that, that's incredible. And God gives that vision through this. And that's why we wanted to sit here because it's such a promise. If we do this well, we will be those people that God pours out through. First Corinthians 12, 12, Paul later on uh, re reflects on this and, and draws this other picture uh, of this remembering of when it happens when we're drawn together when we pour out. He says, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. And Paul gives this picture of one body, of us being drawn together, of what it looks like, though many parts drawn together through Christ, the ultimate hope of how this all plays out. Isaiah's foretelling of what it'll be like when Christ comes and when we're drawn together under his leadership. But what's amazing uh, is that we're given a chance to join with God's work in putting the world back together now. Not just in the time to come when Jesus comes back and when all is made right, but right now, right here in the, in the middle of this history that we, you and I are living in right now, 
God gives us this opportunity and he says, if we do this, we will be drawn together that he will be seen, that he will be pouring his love out on us. He will be here in the midst of it. So today, I want us to share a couple of stories of what's happened this week. I'm gonna bring a couple of folks up uh, that have served during NICER this week so they can hear that. Tom Akins, uh, if you wouldn't mind coming up. Uh, Tom served at the Easter Seals. And is Kimberly Martin in here? Kimberly... She was up there, come on up, um, who served with Christian help. But I want to have a couple of stories to be able to share about what has happened in the midst of this, because this is what happens when we're drawn together and serve. So Tom, you're the first one because you're here. There you go. Awesome. So you served over at uh, at Easter Seals, but it's more specifically, where did y'all serve? Sure. So uh, I'm going to answer his question. Yes. Okay. Uh, So we served at Easter Seals uh, out in Sorrento. Uh, we, we were led by Michael and Kelly. I think they must come at 11 o'clock. They're, they're, they're running out doing something today. Okay, so uh, we had a group of about 12 people, which was great, and uh, about half of them from my Connect group. Um, I think you should know a little about Easter Seals. I, I promise no, you. This is, no, this is, no, I'm hoping that was my next question. So you've already, you're lead, leaving the witness. Um, they take on the, the challenge of disability, and, and it's how do we take on the challenge of disability together. Uh, they help folks with cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, spina bifida, autism, and cognitive delays. Um, people in our society, uh, people in my family. Um, we were there uh, to help them prepare for their summer camps. Uh, this summer they have uh, eight camps that are six days long from June through August. And uh, it, it, it was really cool to get to do that. There's camps that are for under 18, there are camps that are for adults. They have two campers this summer that will be attending their 51st and 55th camp. Wow. 51st and 55th camp. So uh, that, that was uh, very cool for us. Um, all right, so what did we do? So, you know, how did we help? Uh, uh, they have this uh, a covered area uh, outside where they had brought all the wood-framed beds out, um, and they needed restained. So our group uh, spent... Uh, uh, we're, we're overachievers, so what they thought was going to take many hours, in about an hour and ten minutes, we, we stained all, all, all these beds. And so, we, we, you know, it was cold, and we got a lot of stain on ourselves, and it was hot, but we were loving it. We, we were, truly, the whole, whole group was uh, very much engaged. Then we got to do something, um, I'm going to say, uh, I've been at that camp many a time, um, because my stepson uh, attends, um, but I'd not gone through the whole tour. And, and so I think it's, it's important for you to know at, at this camp, they have an arts and crafts section for uh, all the campers. Uh, they have a pool, one of the most sophisticated pools you could ever imagine. I mean, people in a wheelchair mm-hmm. could be rolled right into the pool and enjoy it just the same as any, anybody else. They have rock climbing and zip line mm-hmm. to include for folks that might not be able to walk. Um, uh, we went to one of the most elaborate fire pits I have ever seen. I, I want it badly after, after we saw what they, they have done with it. And a petting zoo. Um, hi, Gary, I forget the name of the, the, the pig. Oh. Beans. 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 So we met Beans, and I assure you this pig has eaten many a bean. Okay? Uh, and, and then a dining hall that's very, very nice, too. And then, again, being the overachievers our group was, they, they had to find us a second project. So uh, we, painted, uh, we painted some bookshelves as well. Awesome. So uh, I just, again, last, last thing about it, just uh, it was a great experience. Again, even though I've been there before, even though I know my family gets to participate in, in the value that Easter Seals brings, it was a great experience to participate. And now to know, you know, Robert may end up in one of those beds we help, help stay in. That, that was kind of cool. Uh, 
the appreciation from their volunteers mm. and their workers was unbelievable. Yeah. Un unbelievable, and they have all kinds of uh, volunteer opportunities throughout the year if any of you are interested. Awesome. I, I hope I answered You answered all of them. Thank you, Tom. Uh, This project has been so neat too because Easter Seal, the camp where they went camp challenge is out in Sorrento. And, it, and we've partnered with Easter Seals for a long time at the Orlando Day Nursery. It's been an ongoing project. So they know Summit. They know you guys. And, and, and they know uh, why we do this. And it's so great. And it was one of those places they've always wanted us to go. But because we're here in Lake Mary, we've been able to do this the last couple of times. That's new. That's, that's something really exciting in the midst of all that. And the population, he said, 51, 55 times. I mean, this is something to look forward to. Robert talks about this camp, and he's going to get to see his girlfriend before long, too. So we'll be hearing about that, I'm sure, uh, for the next few months. Um, but it's, uh, it's a really great thing. So that's awesome. And this is the fact that their group, when, they, when you guys got together, in one hour, they did what they thought four hours would take. So they had to find more and more to do. Just incredible. So Kimberly, come on up. I'm going to have Kimberly share about Christian help. And so we just want to give little vignettes of what this looks like when we're drawn together, when we're remembered, what happens when God pulls us together in the midst of all this. So Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm, share I'm about not nearly as prepared. No, that's great. <laughs> you know, we can just go on the fly. We we can do this. Like we've been practicing. We no. got this. Yeah. So where did you serve? Um, Christian Help. Um, they're an organization in Longwood that has services for people to help them get on their feet if they've had a hard time and they just don't have anything. They connect them with churches like us. They they help them spiritually. They help them with um, the actual needs, like they help them with food, um, other household supplies that they may not be able to afford. And they also help them with confidence and skills to get out there and find jobs. So they help people who literally have nothing get everything that they need. Yeah, it was so cool because uh, last time you guys served, you brought one of their folks back to lunch. And the, and <laughs> Rosa. Rosa, that's right. And then somebody else from that your group ended up going to serving over there. And then they invited us to lunch to find out more. And they're really an incredible thing. They do all those things, but their, their mission is to prevent homelessness, which I thought was such a great thing. They want to stave it off before it happens. They get people jobs, and they do all these different services, and such a unique ministry they have, and that Jesus is in the middle of all of it. So what did you guys do yesterday with your group? So um, last year, we were outside in the hot sun, so they gave us a little break. Um, they had most of us, other than the guys, inside cleaning the food pantry, so we were able to get all of their fridges cleaned, um, take out all of their bins outside to our lovely guys, and so they could clean them, um, wash all of their carts, and basically do the things that the people who volunteer during the week with them every week just don't have the ability or time to do, because there's just so much else going on that they do for all the people in the community. So we were able to get everything clean so that when they come in, I guess tomorrow, they all have a clean food pantry. That's awesome. And I think you guys have one of the widest age ranges because I saw like down to like eight or 10 all the way up to like 60 something. So you guys, we won't guess the, the we, no, 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 age. we don't know the name. We're just making up a number. It like, sounds good. But you, it was cool like to see all these different uh, folks together and you took some fun pictures. So any parting words about Christian help or what happened in the midst of your group? Well, just like, um, like you said, we did have a huge age range. We had like different people from different connect groups. I know that um, when you were speaking, you are saying that there were a lot of people from the same one. It was really cool to not only get to learn about the organization and what they do and just, you know, work alongside them at getting their organization clean, but also to learn more about different members of Summit that I had never really gotten to connect with. And I think that NYSERV is a great way to go out in the community and not only help them, but get to know each other and um, form those friendships that last and help us get closer to God together. Awesome. Thanks, Kimberly. Thank you for t leading that group over there yesterday. Um.
uh, Doug Foley. I'm going to invite you to the stage. Jimmy as well. Do you mind coming up? And we're going to share a little bit about uh, some of the projects that they did this week in ways uh, that we were drawn back together and the things that God did in and through that. Um, because this is worship when we are living this well, when we are serving God in these ways. And these were just a couple of projects I want to highlight. This is what happens when you respond to email, guys, and said you're willing to come on stage. You get a microphone. Great. Great. Jimmy, uh, hello. Yeah. Hello. Um, I just want to clarify for those of you that Gary said I didn't like you. I love you, Jimmy. Yeah, so I love you too, man. Yeah, it's great to see you. It's very sweet. Um, so what project did you lead? Yeah, we did uh, Greyhound Pets of America. Um, and so I've done this project once before. Uh, when we went last time, there was this enormous hill that needed to be leveled and then put down pavers where the, uh, the dogs go to the bathroom. Um, so it was hot and smelly and disgusting. But this time... Uh, we were, the idea was we were going to show up and paint kennel doors, and um, we showed up and did a lot more than that. We uh, painted kennel doors, um, painted banisters, we zip-tied, I cannot ever think of the word, but the kind of this sc screening. Not no, the dogs. not the dogs. Good. We zip-tied like this problems. screening on, a, on the fencing. We did, uh, I filled in this massive... A hole that the dogs had had dug out. Um, what else did we do, Denunzios? We did. Uh, there was other. They were covered in paint. That's all I knew. Yeah, when they yeah, they were covered in paint. Yeah. And oh, oh, Brian did uh, like uh, this this bit of landscaping in the front just to to make the. Uh, you know, the, the, the place looked nicer. And so we did a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. So kind of yeah. what happened within your group? Did you guys get to know each other a little bit? Yeah, too? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, so I already knew probably about um, half of the group, didn't know the other half, and it was awesome. Um, we, uh, you know, when we first got there, we kind of uh, spread out and kind of divvied up the jobs to, to get things done. But, um, you know, I got to know the, the clients a little better and got to hang out with the Denunzios. And um, we had one person from Herndon. Mm -hmm. She just loves greyhounds. So she came to, to our place and, and did the project. And, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And uh, I, I would say the, the, the moment that sticks out, Brian and I uh, were laughing about this a bit. So Brian had just finished the landscaping in the front, and, and the, the Greyhound place had just gotten this massive statue of a Greyhound. It looked pretty awesome. Like, someone donated it to them. They, they didn't steal it from Lyman, did they? No, did no. Okay, good. No, 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 no. They did not steal Again. it. It was, it was donated, but so um, it was sitting in the front just in this, like, kind of dirt patch, and so they were like, hey, if you, if you would, can you kind of make this area look nicer? So Brian had just finished putting down this, like, little, little kind of, like, fencing area, put down mulch. It looked great. And uh, when he was done with that, he came over, and we were just chatting. And my job at that point, I'd finished my other stuff. My job was to take the hose and spray all the dog poop, uh, the piles, so it would just kind of disappear into the, to the grass. And uh, we're just kind of sitting there. And I don't care. I'll do whatever. But I mean, they picked the right know, guy for the yeah, job. Yeah, they picked I mean, the right guy, you yeah. know. And, uh, no, but Brian and I, I was like, well, you know, um, we immediately went into kind of a deeper conversation, uh, as we tend to do. And I said, like, man, God's work looks different, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> like, 
Whatever you do, word and deed, you do it in the name of Jesus. So it was it was awesome, man. That's awesome. Thanks, Jimmy. Cool. Yeah, thanks for that project. Thank you. No, give me that mic back. Great. Good. Good. No, but that's so interesting to hear. Like I brought up folks who did the Easter Seals camp yesterday, and they said the same thing that they got done so they got done with their work so quickly. They were so surprised how much they got done that they gave them more to do. And it sounds like so much of that happened as well as people joined together. Doug, this is one of my favorite projects that happened this week. So this year we kind of gave the vision: um, what would it look like to serve in your neighborhood? And we kind of toyed with this idea of, of coming up with projects on our own. And you guys have come up with one, and I was so excited about because uh, Doug and the Foley family love their neighborhood. I don't know that there's been a week that's gone by that they've been here where there's not a prayer request for the Riverside community, which is not only their neighborhood, but also the school they're at. And it's one of my favorite things on Monday morning that we know if they're here, that we are gonna be praying for the Riverside community. And we often remember to do it when it's not on there also. Um, so it was so cool when you guys came with this idea. So kind of what did you guys dream up and do? Well, um, like OJ said, our neighborhood has a school right in the middle of it. And uh, it's kind of an underprivileged school. It doesn't have um, a big tax base. So it's it's it needs a lot of work and... They just built a new building, uh, leveled the old school, and so it's kind of on the rise. Things are starting to happen in our neighborhood, and we've been praying and trying to get to know all of our neighbors. And there's also a river that runs through our neighborhood, Riverside, and there's um, a big park there. And so we thought, why don't we throw uh, a block party and try and get as many people from the school and the community to come together, and we'll cook hot dogs and play music and do games and bring the kids after school and um, just have a good time and try and connect with people and let them know that we love and care for them and we're praying for them. That's awesome. So what were some of the highlights of the event? Well, uh, let's see. A lot of hot dogs. We had probably, I would say, 50 people come wow. and uh, we, we timed it for right when school got out. So all the cars were coming through and we had big signs, and we were kind of having them come over. Um, Spencer and Laurel did games. They brought a lot of the games they do at Surgeon Edge. We just kind of took all that stuff and brought it over. And so the kids had a good time, and we had dance party and hula hoop contest, and um, it was really good. That's awesome. Did you meet some of your new neighbors and people yeah. from school? Yeah. Yeah, I found out all kinds of things. There's actually a house church that meets in our neighborhood, oh, cool. and uh, we had no idea. There's a little farm in the farmhouse. They There's a church that meets in there. And so we were like, we got to do more stuff with those people yeah. and try and connect with them. It was good. That's awesome. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for doing all that work for that. And that is one of the incredible things that happens in the midst of that. Some of the people that I've gotten to know best is when we're out there sweating together and you get the chat, you get three hours together. It's very rare to have that much time with one another and to be able to build those relationships and what happens in the midst of that, uh, what God does. So I'm gonna invite the band to come back up on stage. Uh, we're gonna continue our worship in a couple of ways, but uh, what we've heard today is worthy of our worship. Uh, when God came through Isaiah to his people and reminded them of who he was, the biggest part of it was remember who I am that I am the God who is here, the God who wants you to be a well-watered garden, the God who wants to overflow for you, the God who wants to be present in the midst of your life, but it takes the proper worship for us to be focused on God. They had missed that. In the beginning of Isaiah, they had forgotten who God truly was and their focus was on each other and on their lives and not on God. And we don't ever wanna miss that. Nicer uh, can be easily misconstrued as a place where we serve and maybe earn our way back to God. It is absolutely not that. Because we know who God is, because we focus rightly on him, we are then led to go serve out of that. Uh, what it looks like to live in a living relationship with Jesus is that we would have a heart for those around us. And by serving, we're drawn back together. We are remembered. Our acts and giving have been true worship as described by God in this passage. Uh, and when our hearts are rightly tuned in and serving those he loves, we are worshiping. 
So let us also lift our voices in praise of the one who has invited us to be remembered, drawn back together through this worship. Let us also be drawn together with our voices and hearts pointed towards God. So let me pray for us, and then we're gonna continue singing songs to God and lifting our voices to him. Join me in prayer.